The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, little, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against Trump. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Today is October 23rd, 2022, and it's the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where we and the panelists bring you topics that's on our mind. I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about, but you know the drill. Time for an NPR news update, and on the other side, we'll introduce the crew, and we'll get into it. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russian attacks on his country's energy infrastructure will not break Ukraine's determination to resist. His comments and his nightly address to the nation came after a wave of Russian airstrikes this weekend, leaving around one and a half million households without power. Here's Zelensky heard through a BBC interpreter. Russian propagandists are lying when they say that this terror against our infrastructure and people can somehow slow down the active actions of our military or cause any difficulty for our defense. Ukrainians are united and they know for sure that Russia has no chance to win this war. Zelensky said work is ongoing to restore electricity supplies as soon as possible. Another Russian warplane has crashed. Officials in the Siberian city of Irkutsk says both pilots were killed, but there were no other casualties when the Su-30 fighter jet crashed into a two-story building housing two families. Last week, a fighter plane crashed into an apartment block, killing at least 15 people. China's Xi Jinping has clinched a third term as head of the ruling Communist Party. As the twice-a-decade party congress wrapped up in Beijing this weekend, Xi's dominance over the party and the nation became clear. Here's NPR's John Ruich reporting. 
Xi Jinping managed to pull off something that no Chinese leader in recent decades has done. He stacked the leadership entirely with allies. The six other members of the Politburo Standing Committee, China's most powerful decision-making body, have all worked closely with Xi and are seen as loyalists. Perhaps the most stunning of the new additions is the installment of Shanghai party boss Li Qiang in the number two spot. Li presided over the poorly planned two-month lockdown of Shanghai in the spring, and many thought his career was doomed. Now he appears in line to become premier and preside over the world's second biggest economy. John Ruich, NPR News, Beijing. Turnout for early voting in Georgia is on pace with the 2020 presidential election. More than half a million people so far in the battleground state. From member station WABE, Alex Helmick reports. There are two big races here. One is a rematch for governor between incumbent Republican Brian Kemp and Democrat Stacey Abrams, who lost in 2018 by 55,000 votes. The other is for U.S. Senate, where Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock is battling Republican Herschel Walker. Polling for both show very tight races. Millions of dollars have poured into the campaign. So too have visits from celebrities and political heavyweights, especially Democrats who've drawn visits from Oprah Winfrey and Lin Manuel Miranda. Former President Barack Obama is also set to stump in Atlanta in the coming days. For NPR News. I'm Alex Helmick in Atlanta. And this is NPR News. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. I hope the day is going well for you and yours. Thank you for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. It is the serious side. It is the Sunday morning roundtable. And we're back. It is so good. It's been a minute, but we're back. Glad you guys continued to support the show uh, while we were away. But we're back in the house. And uh, let me introduce you to the man himself, Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? And, uh, hey, man, it's good to be back in the, in the captain's chairs. What's happening with you, brother? Well, good, 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 good morning to you, and uh, good morning, Nessa. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Rich Sister. Uh, good morning, Mama B. Uh, good morning, Mary Music, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jamal. And good morning to you. Of course, Vanessa Maybell will be here any minute now. Of course, our colleague Jerome usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. And uh, the countdown is on. Mr. Hawk should be back in the house within the next 30 to 60 days. We're looking forward to that. Uh, you know what we do at this time of the show? We spend a few minutes talking about things that uh, may or may not be covered during the show. Now, it's always tricky doing this on the SMRT Uh, a.k.a. the Sunday Morning Roundtable, because I really don't know what they're going to talk about. So I may say something here. And Mr. Elias has said this in the past. Hey, man, thanks, man. I appreciate you stealing my time. Hey, bro, I don't know. <laughs> Just to show you that this show uh-huh. is organic, this show is fluid, and the bottom line is it's unrehearsed. And so that's what we do around here, 347 But let's have that conversation. You know, one of the things, I was watching something uh the other day, Mr. Elias, and I was watching this, um, you know, this person got me into TikTok. Now, I'm not a big TikTok cat, but I was on this thing, and I was watching, um, there's this guy who has a channel, and what he does is he goes and he finds police encounters with African Americans, 
so what he does is he plays the encounter. He narrates what the state laws are for that particular area so people will be well aware of what's going on. Um, and it's, it's, it's really something to watch. So I watched this encounter yesterday, matter of fact. It was a young African-American man sitting on a, uh, looks like he was kind of sitting on the curb. He had on the phone. And so pulls up because someone in the neighborhood he pulls up and he starts asking the guy a question. And so the guy doing anything. This is the public street and I, I'm just sitting here minding my business. He said, yeah, but I need to talk to you. You need to give me your name and all these different things. But this happened in Iowa. And so the guy who was narrating the video uh, talked about how first and foremost Unless a police officer tells you a specific crime that you created, you're not obligated to do anything. And so the guy starts walking off. He says, well, listen, you have no reason. This is a public street. You have no reason to, to, you know, I don't have to give you this information. You're not telling me if I broke any law. He says, well, I'm doing a suspicious person investigation. And so once again, the narrator jumps in and says, okay, first of all, uh, once again, this person's not obligated to tell the police anything unless, and he he stated Iowa law, the statute that covered these things. He said he's not required uh-huh. to tell him anything because of the fact that the police officer hasn't verbalized to this person that they've committed a crime. A crime, yeah. So as I watched this, the guy started walking away. And so then the guy says, hey, no, no, I need to talk to you. No, no, you can't walk away. I'm telling you to stop. And once again, the narrator comes on and says, listen, he cannot walk away from a police officer who hasn't told you that you committed a crime. He said it's not illegal. That's not an order that you have to obey. And so we uh-huh. watched, I watched this video of this cop arresting this brother because someone reported a suspicious person in the neighborhood. Now it was an affluent neighborhood and you can got you know, you know you know where I'm going with this. Right? So uh-huh. this turned out this guy was a campaign. He was passing out literature for a campaign. And and, and man, I was so hot after Hello. I saw that. I didn't know what to do lawsuit. myself. Hello lawsuit. Well, I, I hope he I hope he files one. I hope he files oh, one. So 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 now check this out. So the cop calls a backup, and the backup shows up. And so the the young man is like, hey, excuse me, can you tell him to get me out these restraints because I didn't break any law? And that guy said, yeah, you did. You walked away when he told you to stop. And once again, the narrator stops in and says, oh, wait a minute. They need to understand the law. They don't know the law. It is not illegal for a person to walk away from an officer if the officer once again has not verbalized what the crime was that this individual uh-huh. committed. And it's just uh-huh. stunning, man. And he has all these videos. And the reason why I bring it up is because I think about all of the encounters that we're not seeing on video. Right. You know, the major ones, you know, the George Floyd situation, you know, we've talked about, you know, uh, police uh, encounters with unarmed black men. But, you know, once again, here's another set of videos that unless you follow this person on TikTok, I mean, you, you just don't. That's all. They, they, that's, they, 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 they're on Facebook. They're on TikTok. They're what are you on, uh, 
on YouTube. This is a First Amendment. It's called a First Amendment. You got some people who walk through post offices with cameras and they call the police on them. Well, hey, you can walk to a police. You can walk to a police station as long as you don't go through secured areas. There's nothing they can do to you. It's a First Amendment protected act. So yeah, unless you unless if you don't have to identify yourself unless you've been committed of a, a, a crime, and then that's when you have to identify yourself. And if he, and if he detains you, ask him why are you detaining me. What, 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 why are you detaining me? What, what, what are you, what are you detaining me for? Please tell me. Because at, at some point in time, when they, when they incriminate themselves, you can sue them. And the best thing to do when, when police officers come up to you is just stay quiet. Just really stay quiet because they, they, they'll incriminate themselves at some point in time. Yeah. I, I just it thought is. that. And so the, uh, so the officer, so now meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know, so the local, you know, community paper covered it. And so it turns out that the police conducted an investigation and found that their officers did nothing wrong. And of course they did. That's why you file a lawsuit. Of course. That's what they always say. Uh, we, we, well, we, and we, did, we, we conducted an internal investigation, and nothing was fine. He did nothing wrong. Well, then what you do is you file a lawsuit, and then when you take it to a lawsuit, that's when they have to pay. Because you cannot Here's another Here's another caveat to this whole situation. And so check this out. The fact that the, the DA had the audacity to bring this in front of a grand jury, and it took the grand jury all of less than 10 minutes to say, oh, no. And they said, we threw that mess out. Are you kidding? I, I just can't believe how these encounters happen. And I just can't believe that people don't understand there are a lot of things that are going on uh, that are not, you know, on the national level. Like you said, you see things on Facebook. I found this on TikTok. You know, you have Instagram. You have so many different, you know, uh, platforms in which people can put this information out and make it publicly, publicly known. But here's my question. It's out there but it's not changing anything. And so then there was a part where the officer, when the other two officers showed up and, and this guy turns off his, his uh, body cam. Mm-hmm. Of course. And that's that, that right there, <laughs> that right there should have told them, Hey, look, you know, what he was doing was illegal right there. Right, right, right there. I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked that when I see some of this stuff, man. And here's the other part of that. You know, it was just interesting. The fact that this guy, you know, once again, uh, the, the police officers show up. They detain this man. Uh, this guy was, you know, and the guy, the narrator said exactly what you said. He said, look, don't give them a reason because the young brother was like, you know what, you're old. And that my boss, I work with somebody that can take your job. And so the guy jumped in at that point and said, okay, so now technically he can arrest him here for, you know, disturbing the peace because, and he read the statute. At the end of the day, it was an unlawful attainment. So that's going to supersede, override anything that happened after the fact because the young man should not have been in custody in the first place. But the guy was like, you can get caught up. Because then what you do is you say something, and they're waiting for you. They're trying to put you in a box. So as soon as you mm-hmm. say something, they're like, aha, I got you. So like mm-hmm. you just said, don't say anything. You know, mm-hmm. just be quiet. 
and don't yep. say anything. I, I, I just thought yep. it was just amazing to watch this stuff, man. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And that's what they do, man. I mean, police officers, when they when they pull you over, all you got to do is hand them, you know, they got to tell you, you know, when they, when they, if they say they, they, they pull you over, they got to tell you why they pulled you over. And if they don't, they've just lost that case, too. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Well, a lot has happened since we were here live. I mean, so, I mean, my goodness, so many news stories came out. You know, the one thing for me was uh, when the January 6th committee announced that, uh, Uh you know, Donald Trump, that they subpoenaed Donald Trump, um, you know, (laughs) just so much. I'm like, good God, it's just so much happened. Uh, while we while we were gone, uh, just so much, man. It was just amazing to 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 sit back, and I was itching at the bits. But obviously, there was a you know a lot of us were on the road, and it was just impossible to try to sit down and you know cross you know during this time uh, to 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 have a show. But once again, glad to be back in the house. Uh, glad that uh, you know we're back live, and you know it's interesting. You know, look, man. Let's just get into it, man. What, what do you want to talk about? Well. What I wanted to talk about was just that, Donald Trump being subpoenaed, you know, the, the charges that have been filed against him, you know, which is nothing new. We all knew that was going to happen, but I, I, that's, that's what I really wanted to talk about. It was either going to be that or, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the election that's coming up, you know, that well, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Donald Trump. Well, let's talk about that because those are things that happened while we were gone. You know, you talked about Donald Trump. Now, you said, now, he wasn't, okay, it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about the January 6th? Well, Are you talking the, about what's going the, on the in Atlanta? I mean, in Georgia? Okay. So the he January wasn't charged. Committee. Well, this, they he gave him for subpoena. They, 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 they filed these charges. They filed those uh, things against him to get him to come to, to, to yeah. subpoena. Yeah, well, right. I, I just want to make sure that we're being responsible because you can't. The January sixth committee has no judicial uh, power. They can't charge him with a crime. They can submit. They so uh, so. Want to be questioned? He. I think the bigger picture here is the fact that the question is: Will they recommend their findings to the Justice Department? Because they they yes, say it on no, numerous occasions. Huh? That that's that's what I really want to talk about. Will the Justice Department stand up and, and, and do anything to Donald Trump, or will they will they cower down and and and, and make this like a normal activity? Like okay, because if you do, you set him up. You set him up for what, just doing whatever the hell he wants to do. You know. And that's that's on the Justice Department right there, because right? he he violated all kind of laws. He had he's violated all, all kind of laws. But then again, you know who's to say what what, what they're going to do? Because I, I you know I I don't have too much faith in Mary Garland at all, at all. Wow. 
That's interesting that you say that. Um, and the reason for that is because you feel that it's his non-activity on what's been going on. I mean, you have to understand, man, an investigation is an investigation. We've had conversations on this show where why did they charge this officer second-degree murder versus first-degree murder? Because according to a lot of those situations, you know, the bar is so high for first-degree murder, there's a possibility that this person can walk on a technicality. Versus if you go mm-hmm. second degree, the bar is a lot lower, and you can more than likely sustain an indictment if you are, you know, a verdict or an indictment if you, you know, because once again, the goalpost is not as high. I mean, the rim is not as high, so to speak, if we're using a sports analogy. But, you know, when we think about that and when we talk mm-hmm. about this whole thing with Mary Garland, is it a situation where he's just trying to make sure that all his T's are crossed and all his I's are dotted. Because, you know, think about it, man. This is huge. This stage of where the country is, there could be riots. Anytime, listen, man, they were just talking about, uh, you know, people in Michigan, uh, you know, talking about you know, kidnapping the governor. So, I mean, we are, you know, the level is at a, such a high pitch. You know If and when this happens, what's going to happen? You know that. Mm -hmm. So don't you Mm -hmm. think he's trying to make sure that he has everything in order just in case? Regardless of what is going to happen. Regardless. He can have all his I's dotted and T's crossed. He's still going to be watching. You can't stop it. You're not, because these people no, are not going to believe that 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 Donald Trump did anything. Let's just call it what it is. So, well, I know some that. Of this stuff, so, okay, the the slam dunk to me, the slam. How much? How much? How much do you need to to, to bring formal charges against him for the, the 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 paperwork that he that he took that was that was classified paperwork? How, how much? How, what, what, do you, what do you need for that? How, how much do you need for that? Yeah. Are you there, Mister Elias? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So, so what, what, what I'm saying here is, is that we don't know all the things, all the barriers, or all the different standards, or all the, the criteria legally they have to meet. Here's what I'm thinking, right? When it comes to the Mar-a-Lago situation. It could be a situation where they're saying, okay, look, the bottom line is is that we still have to be able to show a catalog or be able to show when we get in court, okay, here's what he took. Because they really don't know what he took. They don't know. Now, there was a report that just came out. Well, there's a report that just came out here recently saying that uh, Chinese secrets are missing. And so... He has that information. Listen, I'm on your team with this one. I don't understand. I, I've dealt with with secret and you know and top you know top secret information in in my previous life, and those covers. When I saw those covers, when they took pictures of those covers and had them on the floor, I remember listening to a lot of TV analysts saying, "Well, we well it was, we were so amazed because we had never seen this stuff. We had never seen these things." Oh, I knew what they were immediately when I saw them. But a cover doesn't necessarily mean that you know he you know that that 
the documents were there. The cover, yeah, you can put two plus two together, but who's to say he just didn't take top secret uh, covers? Because that's a cover. So that cover you saw with the red block and secret and bolder, those are things you put. That's from the paperwork era, right? Back in the day when we used to push paper. Mm-hmm. Most stuff is done electronically. But, however, there are certain documents because of their sensitivity, you know, I can imagine why it's still dealt with a paper, paper form. Because, you know, in, electronic, mm-hmm. in the electronic world, there could be multiple copies of something. But if it's paper, you have one copy. And so when it's time to get rid of that copy, there's no possibility of that thing sitting on an email somewhere or sitting on someone's laptop. So I can, I guess as I talk through this, I can understand why they have this. But they are covers. They are covers that you put on top of paper. If you just have the covers, I mean, I mean, you know, is, is it a crime to have cover sheets? I don't know. Indeed, right. there was just cover sheets in there, though. Well, I, well, but but yeah, true, Mr. Elias. But it's like anything else. It's like there's a bur- there's a burden to prove, dude. Okay. Right? I mean, there's a bur- there's a burden to prove. Okay. You know, I mean, cause, yeah. well, okay. Well, here, 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 let's wrap your mind around it. If they just took covers, then why in the hell did they take those covers with them? Well, Come that's on, a part of the investigation. Well, I'm being honest. That's Why a part of the investigation. Do? That's a part oh. of the investigation, sir. I mean, you, you, you just can't assume stuff. Everything okay. ain't what it seems. What, yeah, I mean, you're right. Come on, man. What do you mean, yeah, I'm right? I'm oh. just, you're talking about a court of law, dude. We're not talking yeah, about that suspicion. was just covers. If that was just covers, why these guys had the right to just, just blink and they were. Well, that's a part of, dude, that's a part of the investigation. You want, what you want is, okay, you want to assume stuff. There's a burden of proof, man. That's no different than a cop assuming that a black person is robbing and stealing because he looks a certain way. Oh, he's in that neighborhood, you know, he walking around looking, you know, peeking at windows. What you think? Well, and look they, at the model that situation. Covers. If they were just covered, what? why is he fighting so hard to block uh, that stuff from getting out in court? That, if they were dude, just covered. Dude, once again, that's a, part, that's a part of the investigation. See, that's the thing sometimes we get caught up in. But only when it's convenient for us. Because I just brought up the Ahmaud Arbery case. People, you know, those guys thought he, they saw him walking around. Oh, he may be in there. He must be in there stealing. He's a thief. He was just in there looking around. But because you came to the conclusion that that's what he was doing, they took the law into their own hands. It's the same. It's it's not the exact same situation, but the concept's still the same. Okay, you see these papers, right? You see these cover sheets. All right, well, mm-hmm. you know, usually those cover sheets, are not, you know, uh-huh. there's paperwork with the cover sheets. That's true. That's a part of the investigative process. We need to know what he took. And they're going through every – and here's the thing that's really quirky about this is that the Washington Post seems to be putting more information out there to the public than the people who are investigating the situation. I understand why. Because in investigators, you don't want to poison the potential jury pool, Right? I mean, we have to 
to let, you know, just to do what it's doing. Huh. I guess, man. Like I said, I, you know, they, 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 some of this stuff is a slam dunk. You know, I'm, I, you, you don't have to assume anything to me if you, if, if, if the evidence, if he's fighting so hard. Because, you know, think about how stupid would it make them look if he if he came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, go ahead, post post whatever it was that I had, because they were only covers. Come on. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. It would make them look so stupid that they broke in that and into his house and just said, you know, uh, they were only covers. Come on. Stop. 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 Okay, once again, based on what you're saying, let's just go with that flow. So you're saying that because they found the coverage, they should automatically go in there. What should happen, Mr. Elliott? No, what I'm saying is that you're saying that, you know, they, they were the only two pictures of the covers. So if, that, if that's what they only found was the covers, why is he fighting so hard? For them not to post. I, but see, I didn't say that. I did not say that. That's what you said. That's what you said, Frank. That's what you said. You know, we only had pictures That's of the covers, so it could only be covers. Like, yeah, if it was only pictures of covers, then hey, look. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Post, post what you found. I did not say that. And then on top of that, he they wanted to appoint a, a, a special a special judge to go through what what they found. Come on, stop, stop, stop! It wasn't just covers in there. Well, it, it, well I, I didn't say that. You said that. What I'm okay. saying is, is that what we saw was covers, picture covers, right? And so people mm-hmm. were ready to talk about it. Only picture covers. Here. It can only be picture covers, is what you said. You, you, you're one of these guys. You know, you're one of these guys that it's okay for us to take shortcuts when it comes to the law when you know somebody is guilty. But then once they do it to us, and all no. of a sudden, what? No. Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm not saying you're one of those dudes. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. If it, if it, it how's it a shortcut when this man is blocking? Is blocking everything he can to not let this stuff come That's out. a part of the legal process. I know. It's a part of the legal process. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so now let's go back to the story that I just talked about at the beginning of the show. How this con, based on what you just said, so why is he blocking this? Why is he hiding this if he's not guilty? Is that where you're going with this? Hmm? Just, is that where you're yeah. going with this? Yeah. Well, if he's not guilty, then, okay, so all right, so then, okay, now I'm glad you said that. So let's back up, okay? So now, the situation that I led the show off with, when the cop right. walked up to that young brother and asked that young brother for his name, he didn't give him the name. Mm-hmm. I don't give you anything. So now the cop he's should assume that he's guilty or he's hiding something. Oh, but you see, well, no. okay, there you go. No, so the cop the law, too. He the ju- oh man, you are oh my god, you are you are unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And Donald so Trump you. is doing the exact I same thing. You. By, sit, no. by by sitting here saying that 
you know. Wow. Most analysts are saying that this is a slam dunk. No, no doubt. This okay, Mr. Elias, I'm not. You, you're acting as if I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there is a process. Donald Trump is following the judicial process. He, he, if that law didn't exist, there's no way he could do it, right? So what makes that any different than the young man who knows? No, I'm not going to agree with that. Oh, well, I know you're not because you, 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 you no, I know you're not. Come of course up, you're not. They'll, they'll come up with stuff with them and let them get away with stuff constantly. Oh, here we go. Stop. There's them. And, okay, there they it is. Do. Okay. Okay. Rich folks get away with so much stuff that that is unreal. Think about the guy. Think about the teenager that killed those four kids in the car, and they said he didn't. Affluenza is what they named. That's what they named it. Affluenza. What are you talking about? It was a teenager in Texas that killed four people. Okay. He was drunk driving. And they said okay. that he didn't know the difference between right and wrong because he was never taught the difference between right and wrong. And what happened? Because his parents had so much money, he got off. If um, Donald Trump okay. was a normal citizen, his ass would be in jail right now. Oh, I Stop agree. It. It's not stopping. Stop. I agree. They let the, they I let agree. The folks get away. The rich and powerful get away with everything, and we don't do a damn thing about it. But sit around talking about it's the law. Oh, you're right. Because we're supposed to we're supposed to take shortcuts on the law when it's advantageous for us, right? Nope. They 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 talking about. They well, why not why not treat them like they treat us? Well, then once again, so, so once again, so once again, you want us to take shortcuts to the law. Because that's how they treat us. No, what I want, Come on, man. I want them to treat. I want everybody to be treated fairly. That's what. That's what the hell I want. Okay, well, okay, so then, okay, fairly. okay, and Donald Trump, and I cannot believe I'm even having this argument with you. Donald Trump is going through the legal process, just like rich right. people use tax havens. Right. The law. If you want to change the law, if you want to want to cry about right. something, change the law. They rich folks. Rich folks change the law constantly. That's that's what you're failing to realize. The affluenza case. That's not what I fail to realize. Rich rich folks change the law constantly. They do. They do it every time they get a chance. Yeah, they'll they'll make up excuses for them and and get away with it. Sorry, you know, you know. Uh -uh. Rich folks get away with it. They get away with it all the time, and it's nothing new. Oh boy, nothing new. Oh boy, nothing. Yeah, you say what you want to. These people, these people get away with it all the time, and there's nothing they do about it. Oh my goodness! Ugh. Well, I, you know, I, I hear They're you. Man. I, I hear what. Let's send up. What? Yeah, think about. Yeah, well, think about. Think about what Nixon. What Nixon did. Them people didn't. They didn't oh, cover for it. Think about Nixon. Yes, they didn't cover for him. I'm lost, man. What are you talking about? When Nixon violated the law, what happened to him? He got impeached, right? And then, and then okay. Ford forgave him of his thing because he knew damn well he was. If Ford had it today, hadn't pardoned him, his ass was going to jail. That's what happened. That's the way it should be. That's what happens. But what do we do? We keep making up. Oh, well, this is this is what happened. And we. we you, no, no, go ahead and finish that thought. What do you mean? What do we do? What, what does that mean? Go ahead and finish your thought. We. What, what do we do, Mr. Elias? What do we keep doing? Hey, and, and today's society. They let the rich and powerful 
because they have set themselves up to get away with murder. The rich and powerful have set themselves up to get away with it, whatever they want to get away with. And that's just the way this, this system works. Call it what the hell you right. want to do. So, so, the rich and powerful oh, okay. have set it up. Okay, so 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 once again, so let me make sure I have clarity for our audience because you know you y'all try to put me in this box. I agree with what you're saying, right? I think that the Justice Department should come in there and throw this cat in jail. <laughs> Excuse me, I do. I'm all I'm all on board with that, right? But what I'm not on board with is trying to find a way to circumvent the system. The system is the system. Now, can he be – I want to make sure that if and when Mary Garland charges this guy – the system all the time. Oh That's what I'm God, trying to man. do. The rich folks don't circumvent the system. And you're telling me, and you're telling me something I don't know. That's what you're doing right now. Hey, hey, you're telling me something I don't know right now, right? Like, I don't know that, that that rich people circumvent the system. I don't know that. I mean, not. But you still want to remain fair because, you know, the law is the law. They don't, they don't play that same game. <laughs> give them the same crap they give it back. Give them the same crap that? they give back to you. That's the message. Oh. Give them the same about to go to break. they give back to you. What, what I've been sitting here listening to y'all fight. I think it's interesting, but go ahead. <laughs> well, good morning, Vanessa. We might as well, you know, why don't you chime in on this before we go to break? You know, I, I mean, this dude here, I mean, it's like you want people to turn, you want people to break the law when it's convenient for you. You're getting mad no, because Donald well, Trump is exercising his legal rights. I want the same thing that they give to the rich folks. That's what I want. Okay. And Okay, fine. I, I, Vanessa, help me with this dude because he, he's just, I, no. I don't, I don't. No what? No, this time. No what? I'm gonna say it. I just think that I kind of agree with Liz. If they're of gonna change, if they're gonna change the law for white people to get away with stuff, sometimes I'm I'm glad to see when black people can get away with stuff. Because white people have been getting away with it for a long time. And not even just white, but some rich, rich black people have been getting away with stuff for a long time. But I agree with Jay on this part. I want to make sure that whatever charges they have on Trump or anybody else in that little entourage of his, that they stick, that they are good charges where they are either disbarred from being an attorney, where they can't run for no position in any kind of election office. I agree with Jay on one side about that. I need to make sure that they got just what they need so they can't do nothing else so that their lives are disrupted. Okay. Let's talk about Steve Okay, wait a minute. I mean, hold on, hold on for one second. Hold on for one second. I'm going to extend this, this segment for another five minutes. Okay. Now, I want to make sure Vanessa has the full context of what we're talking about. Because when you came in, I don't know if you were here. I don't, I'm not watching the board, so I don't know who's here or who's whatever. But let, let me just give you the full context of what we were saying. What we were saying was at the beginning of the show, I talked about how a young African-American man was in this neighborhood 
minding his business, somebody in the neighborhood called cops saying that he looked suspicious. The cop approached the guy, and I talked about how this was narrated on TikTok, right? Uh, a friend of mine got me on TikTok, and so I'm looking at TikTok videos. And so at the end of the day, the narrator talked about how the cop didn't have a legal right to question it. The guy, the cop didn't what he was doing all then that guy had no reason to say anything to that guy. He was exercising his legal right. And so Mr. Elias comes along and says, well, you know, Donald Trump is the land. You know, you see these top secret cover sheets. That means there's top secret paperwork. That's true. Something and based it on looks because at the end of the day, Vanessa, they are cover sheets. I used to deal with that stuff. Now, but to say, they're even saying oh, no, 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 it's not, but let me finish. Let me, <laughs> Vanessa, we saw okay. pictures of cover sheets. It was like, remember the old fax? We used to send a paper, you used to put a fax on top of it. That's what the cover sheet does. Because the paperwork well, underneath is so sensitive. When it doesn't take, matter what the cover sheet said. Co- Vanessa, the cover sheet is not, is not a top secret document. They're not. Right. It just it hides. Was inside it of just, the folder. But oh, it was oh, what was Vin- inside of the folder. You, you are you are you are not you are not listening because I'm not saying that. What my my what I said was, listen, let's be honest. If he has cover sheets, he probably more than likely has the documents. So I'm saying let's be thorough with the investigation to make sure it's a slam dunk deal. Mr. Elliott's on well, no, they have to be there, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, well, if that's the case, then if it looks like a crime, then, you know, when someone approached that brother because they thought he looked like a criminal. So, so, so it's okay for them to do that? No. Is it the same thing? You can't judge a situation. Yeah, no, you have to make sure it's thorough. Well, so the, uh, okay, so wait a minute. So wait, wait, wait. So I'm going to go back to what I said. And hold on, Les, it is the same thing. Because no. if, if, the, if the brother wasn't doing anything and they just assumed, then they called the police on him. Well, they don't have, so they say, the information exactly yet as to what was in the envelope that said top secret. We're just assuming that because the top of the envelope said top secret, that it was top secret information in it. So I'm going to go back to what I just said. I do want them to have enough information so that Trump can't run for nothing. His cronies that are hanging with him can't do nothing. I want all of them to be tied up. But, what you were saying, white people have been getting away with stuff. They didn't. They didn't let the brother. They shouldn't have called the police on the brother just because he looked suspicious. But they do. And guess they what? When I see a white boy walking down my street, even though I got a few whites and a few Asian and Hispanics on my street, when I see a white boy walking down my street, I turn and want to go and look and see where he's going. I might not call the police, but he's out of character for being there. So that's just the way of the world. I am hoping though, that the person who works for Donald Trump, one of his employees, just turned him in and said that Donald Trump had them to move some documents since they went in there on the subpoena and got stuff out of that house, that Donald Trump has told them to move some some more stuff that he had. So I'm hoping that they can get in there and get all that stuff out. But Donald Trump is stupid. Because if somebody subpoenaed my house 
and came in there and I had stuff that was left over, honey, I would have been had that stuff put up somewhere in another country. So I Look, don't know. we can't do that. He can't do that because he has people that work around him that can report him. I mean, Vanessa, 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 let me tell you something. The reason why the reason why they're there, Vanessa, is because somebody done blew the whistle. You know, people. Donald Trump has has moles within his organization, so if he'd have done that, he know damn well he'd have been in trouble. And and, and, you know, if you pass, let me tell you something. There are laws. If you pass secrets across state lines, it's oh man, it's a wrap. So he's not doing that. Okay, well, Go ahead, Mr. Taylor. Is that a wrap? Nope. Yeah, yeah, now? To my point, to my point, Steve Bannon was found guilty and was sentenced to four months. What do you want to bet he'll never serve one day? Okay. What do you want to bet? Well, I don't know. What I don't do know. I can't bet. I'm not going to bet. I think he's going to serve. I think he is going to serve. He's filed a motion that can keep him out for years. And once once the Republicans get back or trying to Donald Trump gets back in office, what do you want to bet they're gonna forgive him? Come on. He's not getting back in well, office. Well you can't man. because they're they're they're, they're, they're at the state level, so that, that can't happen, Miss Kelly. That's the stop. He's not right. gonna get back in office because they're gonna have enough just to be able to put a felony or something on him where he can't okay. run for office. And even my Republican right. friends don't want Trump in office. So anyway. Yeah. All right. It's time to go. 347-850-1272. The, the, beyond, the, 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 <laughs> the Bonnie Plague. You remember that back in the long, long time ago. Well, I tell you what. Some people died during. Yeah, that died. Yeah, that died during the uh, back during that time period. You know, they left their their ancestors, not ancestors, but they left generations, uh, their future generations, a gene that uh, that's very helpful to that particular race of people, but at the same time, it could be very harmful or it came at a great risk. And let me just say this before we get into convenient time. I, people, you need to take this serious about uh, COVID-19 uh, because it's still out there. And so don't think that it's gone away. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a person wear, wear a mask. Get serious about what's going on. It's still out there. I'm telling you it is. All right, it's convenient time. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. What a freaking start to this show. It's the Sunday morning roundtable, and it's happening right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best. <laughs> Some interesting research about pandemics. No, not COVID-19. We're talking about a pandemic that swept across the globe nearly 700 years ago, the bubonic plague. A study out today shows that pandemic may have had a long-lasting impact on genes. It could be helping future generations survive other outbreaks. And here's Michael and Duclas has this story on the Black Death. In 1348, the bubonic plague arrived in London and hit the city extremely hard. Louise Barrero is at the University of Chicago and is a co-author of the study, Out This Week in Nature. He says that so many people were dying so quickly that... There was no more place in cemeteries. So what happened is that the king at the time uh, bought this piece of land uh, and uh, they start digging. This land turned into a mass grave with hundreds of bodies, some stacked five deep. In the end, the Black Death killed up to 50% of people in parts of Europe and the UK. 
that's a mortality rate that's more than 200 times higher than what we've had during COVID. Like we just went through this pandemic, right? Yes. And we all think that it was insane and like it completely changed the world and our societies and all that, right? But we are talking about what? A mortality rate of 0.05%, something like that, right? Uh, now try to project, I mean, it's even possible for you to, to try to project that scenario where 30, 50% of the population dies. Ferrero is a human geneticist. And he wondered if the people in London who did survive the Black Death could have had some kind of advantage, perhaps something in their DNA, like a mutation that protected them. So he and his colleagues did something that almost seems like wizardry. They extracted DNA from the bodies buried at this mass cemetery and also from the bodies buried before and after the plague. We just wanted to see if we were uh, able to identify particular mutations that would protect them against the agent that caused the black death. Turns out they hit the jackpot. They identified not one, but four mutations that likely gave surviving Londoners an advantage. And the advantage was big. One mutation gave people a 40% advantage in terms of survival against the plague. David Enard is an evolutionary biologist at the University of Arizona. He says that 40% is the biggest evolutionary advantage ever recorded in humans. And survivors, of course, pass on that advantage to their descendants. It's faster and stronger than uh, anything we've seen before in the, in the human genome. And it's really pushing the boundaries of what we thought was possible. So it is a pretty big deal. One of the mutations in a gene called ERAP2 likely helps people clear out the plague infection quickly because it amps up the inflammatory response against the pathogen. This mutation has stuck around in the human genome for centuries, likely because it helps people fight off many pathogens. It has been advantageous to have them around uh, for many other potential bacterial or even viral epidemics. But this mutation also comes at a cost. Maria Avila Arcos is a paleogeneticist at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. She says the mutation increases a person's risk of autoimmune diseases, such as Crohn's. If your immune system is like super strong, then that can also lead to autoimmune diseases. More or less, that's kind of the balance. But the study, she says, has a big limitation. The Black Death struck Asia and parts of Africa. This study only tells us about a very small population of people, essentially Northern Europeans, which greatly limits the scope of the findings. There might be way more mechanisms, like population could have had like way more cellular mechanisms to cope with these like devastating outbreaks. And so the question is, what other advantages might our genome have that could be helping to protect us against pandemics? My Clean Duclas, NPR News. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. At its best, it's the Sunday morning roundtable where our guest, not our guest, our fam, bring their topics to the table. And, of course, you know Mr. Elias, he's always, Michael Jackson made a song about him. He always wants to be starting something. He wants to be starting something. But before we get into this, yeah, yeah, you want to be starting something. Yeah, you do. You want to start something. But before we get into this next segment of the show, which belongs to Vanessa, let's introduce the man, smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is free in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing, my brother? 
Hey, I'm good, man. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. <laughs> the man is in the house. Feel good now. Right. The family's complete. My man's here. All right, so Vanessa, what do you want to talk about? Oh, you know what? I don't really have a topic, but let me do tell you what's bothering me. Ukraine. That is really, really bothering me. That Russia, Putin, can just start bombing the people's oil and heat is just a winner. That he calls martial law. That he is just such an evil, evil person. I, I, I'm, I'm almost at just a loss for words. What he is doing to those people, it is so inhumane to me. I wish, and I know why they can't, I just wish the United States could do more than what they're doing, but I do understand why they cannot. Um, but just, people don't get what's going to happen next year because Ukraine has been blown up. It's a lot of things that Ukraine does provide for the United States that's going to trickle down in the money. There are a lot of people who think that Biden is the cause of all the mess that we're in, but we're not. He's not. But let me tell you this. I mean, the I don't want to say Iranian, but the people over there who decided they were going to stop making gas and took our gas prices right back up because they're siding with the Republicans to make the Democrats look bad, I think is ludicrous. Um the world is just just in such a bad, bad place. And I just, I don't know. I'm just at a loss of words. I, Trump is like, okay, Trump is going to be in the news forever in a day. What is in, going on in Ukraine is going to affect us in the United States through next year. It is, because they provide a lot of metal and stuff to us some wheat and stuff to us. And there's other things that I'd have to Google that they provide for us. But it's going to trickle down, folks, and it's going to affect us. I heard somebody say, the United States needs to stop sending money over there to help them. Really? I wish we could do more. When Trump thought, when uh, Putin started talking about nuclear weapons and stuff, he's ignorant. He's crazy. But Bobby said, Vanessa, he don't want none of this over here. I said, Okay. If you say so, I'm worried. I'm really worried. I really pray for those people over there. I am sorry that a little boy got taken out of a car and then watched his family blow up in the car. And now they say he can't even sleep at night. How the old people are trying to get out the country because they know they're not going to have any heat. Jamie and you almost lost it when we didn't have heat for a week, no electricity. I mean, so can you imagine how cold it gets over there and Putin is destroying all of their wells and stuff and they're telling them to stock up on oil for their lanterns and get blankets and stuff to stay warm? It's just, and I could buy, a, you know, $500 worth of blankets and stuff and send over there or $1,000 worth and send it over there and let them share it in a box and I knew it got to them, I would do it. I would do it. 
because this is just ridiculous. They're still humans. They're not part of the United States, but they're still humans. They're still God's people. I just think it's awful. So that's the only thing my topic is about today is what's bothering Vanessa going on with Ukraine bothers Vanessa. So I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, well, well, listen. I, I think you're right. I mean, Russia's definitely losing losing the the war, and and that's the reason why he is acting like that. You know, he's not winning, and and, and um, he thought that they can walk in and and just you know, hey, we're the you know second or third most powerful army or in the you know superpower. We're superpower. You know, bow down. We'll become to your town and. They're running into the complete opposite. I just uh, during the news story we just heard uh, during the NPR news update we just heard about a Russian rocket. I mean, a Russian uh, you know uh, jet crashing and killing. They're they're losing this war. And when you think about it overall, Jerome, uh, the fact that once again this is a superpower, right? This is one of those nations that we tread lightly with because we don't want to provoke them to do anything ridiculous. But they're getting their ha- they're getting their hat handed to them over there in Ukraine. And lesson and here's a lesson for all you want to be dictators. You know, it's hard to fight somebody on their turf. You know what I'm saying? And so now they're at a point where they're getting uh, uh, weapons from Iran. Oh, were you done? Or did we lose Jay? I'm here. Okay, you you blanked out for a second. You said they're getting weapons from Iran and something. Weapons from. I mean, I I just don't know well speaking besides actually having troops on the ground. Yeah. Right. What are your thoughts on this thing? So, you know, I'm I'm probably um well, here's the thing. What's going on in Ukraine, um is probably putting this in perspective, it's probably how the Afghans thought about us going to Afghanistan or us going into Iran. It's always our own self interest that we're like, Oh, we can bomb these guys and Putin's just being the same thing. So even though Russia is dictators and they're they're aggressors. We did that to some sovereign nations ourselves. We made excuses and went into sovereign nations. And this ain't the first time um, somebody has has um, kind of manipulate that for for you know the general public. I mean, Reagan did that. You know, we gave arms to folks and. CIA jumped into people wars and all of that other stuff. I'm not saying our humanity's not intact. I'm saying where's our humanity for everybody else who got raked over the coal by us, you know? And even going back as far as I know this was in the last segment, but just thinking about what Reagan did. They cut a deal that they kept hostages, US hostages in Iran until through the election so that Jimmy Carter wouldn't be seen as freeing the hostages, and then Reagan won, and they freed the hostages. But he cut a deal behind the, the the government's back to make sure that they wouldn't release the hostages before the election. So, you know, we, we're in some twisted stuff, too. It's not just kind of one-sided. I, I don't have any rage one way or another, because I know that that stuff is going to turn on us in a minute. You know, Putin has 
his whole white supremacy theology over there. So I know they're turning on black folks, so I can't be like, let's jump on Putin. And knowing that the other Russian federations probably feel the same way. To me, it looks like an internal fight of somebody else's family. And it's, it's unfortunate, and our humanity says that we should not allow this to happen on the planet. But I don't, I don't feel upset about it. It is going to make our prices go up, but our prices are going up because the Saudis are, you know, in cahoots with the Russians uh-huh. to bring our grass prices up so that we feel some kind of angst. They're doing that, so we need to get smarter. If our markets wasn't doing oil speculation, our prices shouldn't even go up anyway. We we uh-huh. pump enough oil in this country, and we have enough oil uh-huh. for our price stable. We're just being manipulated. So I can't be emotionally manipulated. That's not my thing anymore. Uh, okay. Well, no, 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 listen. No, 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 no. no. Well, that's that's interesting you say that. Go ahead, Vanessa. I just have a heart. Sorry. Well, no, no, Vanessa, you know, it's, it's funny. Wait a minute. That wasn't a shot at you, Vanessa. I'm I'm saying, of course I have a heart. Because that, the, well, I shouldn't even defend that. Um, what, what well, that's what you that, said, though. You right. Say I think I can't be emotionally killed by And the children that's been blown, their schools are being blown up, that they're not going to have any heat. That I mean, they don't even know when their dad's left if they're going to ever see him again. You didn't touch on any of that. And so you were just talking about how the government is being manipulated and how they try to manipulate the people in the United States. Yeah. My topic was about how the children and the old people over there are going to suck in another month or two because they don't have any electricity, that it's going to be like rolling blackouts. And so they have rolling blackouts here in Houston. And so I get it. I I, I really do. And I sat here with no electricity for a week in the freezing temperatures. So my topic was not about how we're being manipulated, but my topic was about the inhumaneness that they're doing to the people that's over there. I, don't, I mean, I understand yeah, we got inhumanity going on over here, yeah, but, but yeah, hell, but, Vanessa, no but, but I get that. But you know, the thing is, these are these are you know these conversations are fluid. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of times we talk about stuff, and we end up going somewhere else. It's just a part of the conversation. So well, no, I mean, I, I hear I what I heard what you were Jerome was saying. What Jay said. That's all I was doing. I I was tying in what Jay said earlier, so it was kind of a mix of yeah. both topics because I kind yeah. of feel like. You know, when we look at when we look at stuff, it's like look that way opposed to this way, and that's all I was saying. I, I, of course, yeah. Well, I'm not going to defend that. All of our humanity is intact; it always has been. So I'm not questioning anybody else's perspective on this. He asked me what my opinion was on the topic, and my thought is, is that horrible things are happening all across this piece, and if I, if we just look at here, right, and I can be emotionally yelling at folks for just killing black folks like they don't have no sense or some 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 person spitting on a, a black child and kicking them down the stairs. Like, I can do that with individuals. So what's going on in Ukraine, there's some horrific stuff that's going on there. Am I emotional about it? No, because there are horrific things going on all over the place, and I would not be able to function in that in that sense, right? So I'm just saying what is going on with Ukraine with Russia why they're doing that is a part of them just being mad and crazy anyway. 
That's all I was. Yeah. That's the point that I was making. It's just kind of tying together that it's a mad situation where a government just sees somebody else and just throws a bomb on them. But remember, we bombed hospitals and stuff too. I, that's all I was. That's the only point that I was making. I was making it a government thing opposed to an individual. Of course, you don't never want to see nothing happen to children and stuff or or nobody elderly. That's sick. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't ever kind of cross those two. It's not. It's not a it and if or whatever. I'm not saying anything well, about you personally. <laughs> well, I'm not going there either. But I'm just I'm just saying it, it's just those guys are evil asses when they when whenever your humanity is questioned about how you are treating somebody else, and I don't care what your political reason is for it, then you do you you do deserve to be called names, right? The Republicans are racist asses, right? And so every time we talk about it, it's like, oh, there's some good Republicans. Damn that. There are no good Republicans. If you are fighting for policies to do inhumane things to to people, your ass is on that fence too, right? So even when I'm having conversations with people who are Republicans, they're like, I ain't voting for the Republicans. I'm like, well, you shouldn't because you're backing locking kids in cages. You're backing – calling people asshole countries. You're judging people from a distance because of your own personal way of life. You think your ice is colder. So we, it's a perspective issue is all I was, is the point that I was making. I wasn't making, a, I wasn't, you know, getting down on individuals who are being brutalized. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So yeah. It, in a bigger perspective, I was just making the point that the, that stuff is horrible to, for people to go to war generally. But one side is not cleaner than the other when you just look at war. People are just bombing and blowing up folks with no consciousness at all. Just think about the people who committed war crimes who they don't even charge. They're shooting women and, and children. They're, that's crazy. Yeah, you can so definitely go that, on man. and on about No, no, you can definitely yeah. go on and on about what what happened with with uh, Bush and you know and you know he's you know there's country there are countries where he can't go he'll throw him in jail because of what happened uh, back in the day. But let me ask you something, Vanessa, because because you're right, it's horrific. I mean, I remember watching that video a few months back of the young girl. She was playing and dancing, and then minutes later, you know, there's there she is, you know, blown up on the side of the highway. I mean, as parents, that's not something that you want to envision or ever want to see. But, you know, the U.S., do you think the U.S. is doing enough to get those people out? Would you like to see them bring more Ukrainians out of that uh, out of that country and bring them here to safety? I mean, well, what do you think the game plan should be? What else should the U.S. be doing uh, uh, besides sending weapons? We're not going to send soldiers because then that's going to put us in direct conflict with Russia, and we don't want that. That's, that's just not going to happen unless they provoke something on the, on the motherland. But what do you think? You think they should be bringing more Ukrainians here and uh, – for safe haven, well, what do you think? They have. They should be able to make the United States, hopefully, or, or I wish that they could make a deal with a country or something that's close over there that's a part of that. What's that little group that we have? Region. Jake? What is it called? Say it again. You talking about NATO? NATO. I'll, well, they're not a part of NATO, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. We are a part of NATO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We are, but you're saying, yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I'm saying is I wish that somebody that was a part of NATO in the group 
closer to them, to take some of them, children, if not the adults, children to a safe haven over there. And, and some countries are. I mean, have, Greece, some yeah, of there, them there are countries that yeah, are doing and that. I wish yeah, yeah. that more of about, them take them. I, I, I just do. Some are coming people, here. people that's crossing the border that's over here. Hell, they living over there in Martha's Vineyard. So why can't we do something for some people who they ain't asked to come over here? They don't want to leave Ukraine. But, but what are these people going to do when, it, when winter comes in another month and they just don't have anything because he's cutting it off? It, it, yeah. Well, some people say it's collateral damage. That the United States yeah, I, 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 well, I don't, I don't think there's much more we can. Twenty thousand blankets over there, and some masks well, and some oil. Well, well, you know, well, you have, well, you have groups that are doing that. The United States, I mean, listen, we're we're providing them, you know, billions of dollars to protect themselves. We're trying to find a way to get more air defense right, missiles right. over there to stop that damage. Right, right. We are getting money for guns and that kind of stuff. Yes, we are. Yeah, 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 and there are humanitarian efforts being done by groups. I mean, I mean, hell, uh, the place that that I work, you know, they they they're constantly sending stuff. So there are groups, you know, stuff. The stuff's getting over there. I mean, you know, we may not see it; it may not be publicized as much, but things are are, are getting over there in that region. So, so I don't think that's an issue. But you can only do so much, you know, Mister Elias. We we have these debates about you know humanity and and what's going on. Uh, in uh, Ukraine, but, you know, we talk about stuff that's going on south of the border. We've had a number of conversations where people have said, okay, well, you know, those people are running from horrific situations down there. You know, why can't you, you know, you're closer to, to borrow, you know, Vanessa's term, we're right here. So if we, if it's okay for other countries to take Ukrainians on that's in that region, then why is it an issue for the U.S. to take people that are coming from some of these countries that are closer to us? So, I mean, when people are in distress, it doesn't matter whether it's from war, if from gang activity, from whatever. I mean, if we're supposed to be the protector and the, the city on the hill, then there shouldn't be a double standard. Your thoughts? Well, I agree wholeheartedly, man. You know, I, I've been saying that for the longest. You know, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that we, you know, we have so much land around here and that. You know, when they, when they, a lot of people in Alabama, when they were talking about bringing the Mexicans over here and all this other stuff, and they said, okay, get them out of Alabama, they weren't able to cultivate the the farms like they used to. So then they started bringing prisoners over to try and cultivate the farms, and the prisoners were like, man, we ain't doing all this. You guys do it. So, you know, and when we were talking about the, how the Mexicans are taking their jobs, you know, the Mexicans doing the job that you know, a lot of people don't want to do. And, you know, bottom line is, look, man, if these people are coming over and seeking asylum, they're coming over here legally. They're coming over here the same way some of these people that are complaining about that, their ancestors came over here. So if they're seeking asylum, come on over, and then and then we'll, we'll try and get you in. But if you're coming over illegally, you got you to pay the price. But if you come over seeking asylum, then we should be trying to find a place for you because this is America. It's a big melting pot anyway. So count, yeah. let them come in and seek asylum, and then and then they become legal citizens, and they 
But you don't have to. That, that's your right not to. But if they, that's, this is what America's about. I that's, said I totally it, agree with you. I didn't oh, say I did okay, not. I, I, I do. Agree. No, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Well, if they're seeking asylum, that's, I mean, they, they should be allowed to do that. But they, you know, you know, they don't even want them to seek asylum. They don't even want them in the country. That, that, that's, that's what I can't understand. If these people are, are coming over to, to get a better life for themselves and they're coming in to the border, they say, look, I'm seeking asylum, do they, do, they, they, should, they should be allowed to come in the country. But the ones that are seeking across the border, yeah, you're going to have some issues. Okay, but here's okay. That's great, but 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 here's the deal. I mean, the U.S. they're they're bringing Ukrainians here to to the United States. Um, you know, if you go back to Afghanistan, you know, a lot of people are upset because the United States we have people who risk their lives to help us fight that war over there, and we left those those guys behind in the yeah, Taliban and and all crazy. those guys over there looking for these people. Yeah. So 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 you know, I mean, when we when we look at it. It's it's like okay, the world is a fickle place, and we play a role, uh, regardless what. Listen, there are there are responsible when you look what they say with great power comes great responsibility. At the end of the day, you know we are it. We are the alpha dog. We are the top dog in this world. You know things don't go by without us having a hand in it. If we want to get it, we. The right way, you know. So that's what you do. You got to take the good with the bad. And so, if we're going to be that shining city on the hill, if we're going to be the top dog, then you know what we need to get involved when we can. And when you talked about the immigration laws, these are, people complain about laws that are on the books. If you don't like what's going on, then change the laws. But that's the law. If the law says they can come here and seek asylum, then change the law. You know, what's happening in Ukraine is horrible. And, you know, every day it's like, good God, what is really going on here? And they're not even a NATO country. But once again, it's our it's our responsibility to make sure the democracy uh, remains free all over the world. And when dictators try to push their, you know, their beliefs on other countries, we have to, on other sovereign nations, we have to step up and get involved. But I guarantee you, that you're not going to see U.S. soldiers over there uh, in Ukraine. I mean, that's just that 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 just can't happen. And here's the thing that gives huh? No, I said you are correct because they didn't sign up for NATO, so therefore they're not going to get our soldiers on the ground. And um, oh, to be honest, by the time it's all yeah. over with, Ukraine is going to be towed up. It is towed up. But oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. It's losing. So because Putin is yeah. losing, now he wants to fight dirty and underhanded and start taking We've been these fighting people. dirty the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but now taking people hostage back over to, to, to Yeah, it's bad. It, it, it's really, really bad. And I was thinking it's about really that the other bad. day. They they have towed that place up, and there's I don't see any way. I mean, it's going to be decades before they get that place restructured. What I don't understand is, you know what? Give them the weapons. Hit the Kremlin. He he's firing missiles into into Kiev. That's where the president is. So I mean, to me, it's off limits. 
fire weapons at, at Moscow. But see, they don't want to do that because guess what? They know that then Putin's already itching to use nuclear nuclear warfare. And we don't want that introduced. I'm telling you, we just don't want it. Want that to be a part of the narrative. And that's just not where we want to be. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. What a good show so far. It's the Sunday morning roundtable. Rollins on deck next. I can't wait to hear what he wants to talk about. In the meantime, it's time to take a music break. The Mariana Music Break Part One. It's coming up next. You listen to the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero. We'll talk to you on the other side. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much.
in your neck of the woods as always. So Sunday morning round table where our people our family and their topics to the table and you know Jerome's on deck. You know, Jerome, let me ask you something if you don't mind. I prefer to ask you a question. I'm not sure if this is something you want to talk about, but let, let me ask you something because as we as the midterms are nearing, I think we're less than three weeks out. The fact that you know one event that happened while we weren't here I was itching to talk about was the debate between Raphael Warnack and Herschel Walker. And it, it was a total embarrassment. You know, Herschel Walker embarrasses me as a black person. He really does. Because he's ridiculous. <laughs> he really is. He's ridiculous. And, and I cannot believe that he's a part of this race. I, I'm just shocked when I listen to this guy. And listen. Do I know people who are Republicans that, that look like me? Yeah, I do. But this guy is just a he's just a new breed. And the fact that this race is it's close, Jerome. Mm-hmm. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. This I guy can't put together a hair sentence, but it's close. He's been caught on lie after lie. This thing about the kid, uh, the, you know, children. the lady that, his, yeah, he's so good. He's a liar and a cheat. <laughs> his son talked about him like a dog. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so, so, Jerome, in your capacity as a political analyst, uh, uh, you know, well, I know our show. Said. I know what you do. I, I know what you're doing before. I'm just saying on our show, you're our political analyst. Okay, we okay. listen to you when I'll these types of things happen. 
on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we know what you do when you're not here. So, so my question to you is, why? How? I mean, how is this even close? I watched the debate between Stacey Abrams and uh, uh, Kemp. And she, you know, she, she she smoked him like a cheap cigar. But once again, he's leading in the polls. I watched the, the debate that really got me was the one with Val Demings. I don't know who has all that noise. Please mute your mic because we can hear all that. Uh, That's what's crazy. I, I, she walked him, Jay. Oh, my goodness. Val Demings and Marco Rubio. Oh my, oh my! I mean, she was coming after him like she said, "You, you lie, you're lying. You're, you, you think we're stupid enough to believe this? Just give me your assessment, man, on some of the big races that are out there. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen? Give us your predictions. Um, if you know my. Okay, so let, let me first tell you why it's always like this. It's because the thing that we like to ignore, and that some of your listeners call in and think that we always talk about race like it's a bad thing is because, again, white males, they poll very clearly. They don't care what kind of sense that you're making or what kind of dirty deeds that their folks do. Um, they vote Republican in heavy numbers. They're just going to support them no matter what kind of pain they cause to any place else. You know, it's kind of what we were just talking about in the last segment with, with Russia. There are people who like war, and so they will vote for it, right? There are people who are racist who just will not vote for anybody black. There are people who are sexist that won't vote for a woman. And you have to take all of those things into account when you run for office and how to get over that threshold. How do you make people kind of um, want you as a leader? And what happens is that we hate looking at race in this country but I am telling you, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, we need to deal with the pathology of white folks in this country. And if we don't understand that, then we will never win anything. The polling is always going to reflect a balance because folks lie in polling, and they can't poll black folks well. So the polls are always going to look close. And for whatever excuse that somebody needs to have, they will find it. Like, they're like, oh, it's the economy. It's the markets. They use that as an excuse for their own humanity, which sucks. So the polling is always going to be close. The, the country always pendulum swings because white folks don't ever change. So whether they, that's hard for them to hear or not, it is still true that we don't deal with that in this country, and we need to kind of understand that. Um, I had a conversation with someone um, two days ago about this. And the person came to me and said, I'm not understanding why you can't give people water or food when they're in line to vote. Don't you think that's just on the side of evil? You would have for them to pass out and die? And I said, yeah. You had Florida legislature, like Texas people, you had legislators voting to not feed or give people water. Because humanity sucks. And the more that we get over it, we know that it's about voting and discouraging people to vote. Because in white areas, they don't wait as long to vote as they do in black areas. That is deliberate. So we don't like to look at the deliberate attempts that, that um, folks are making to, you know, affect us. So when you have people like Stacey Abrams, um, you know, can't leave, you know, the worn out thing on there because there's 
always the black guy who, to white people that they like, no matter how idiotic he is. Just like they cater to white men, no matter how idiotic, idiotic they are. That's why people around here following Trump like he's crazy. I don't know how many times that man has to break the law, but he did say, I can shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and he's not going to lose anybody. He told him that. So we don't like to, we like to kind of rationally think of life where these guys are playing outside of, outside of those rules. And so I recently saw the, the most recent um, hearings for um, the insurrection hearings is what I like to call them. And no matter how much they put that out there, people are like, yeah, but my gas prices are high. And now they're trying to tune that stuff out. So now the major media stations don't even play that stuff anymore. They should be still sending these guys to jail. That should be our number one priority. But is it? Nope. It is about keeping power. So, you know, that is that's a difficult thing to talk about and 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 don't let anybody tell you in this political climate. This political climate is um no different than it was in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds. It really isn't. It's the same people and the same mentality that we're dealing with. So let me jump you know, in real quick, I mean, man, because I, I I have I have some questions for you, and I don't want to lose my train of thought. I get old, and I forget yeah. stuff. You, you said something about um, see, I just lost it. Wow. Okay, go ahead and finish. See, I, I was trying to let you finish. I don't want to interrupt it. No, I, I just forgot it. I'm, I'm serious. I did. I just forgot it. Well, you, I just forgot it. I, I did. Can I say real quick, Jerome? I did learn something from you on the show that you said we should do, we should not do, and I said, you said that we should never do polls and let them know what we're really going to do. So, (laughs) they think I'm Republican, and they call me and do polls, because remember when I signed up to be at one of Trump's rallies, me and about other 5,000, 10,000 people, and didn't show up. So they think that I'm a Republican. So when they call here and they ask me if I don't vote for Abbott, I tell them yeah. Right. I tell them yeah. I don't. I know Abbott's name ain't nowhere in my chain of thought of voting for him. But you are white. They don't need to know who we are voting for. And those, I don't believe those numbers of those polls because they're not really polling black people. They're not really polling black people. Jerome, I 100% agree with you on the polls, and I now do just what you told me. Vanessa, we shouldn't be telling them what we're going to do. It's something you told about two years ago. And guess what? I no longer tell them who I am voting for. I let them think that I'm going to vote for Abbott when they call here, and I don't. And now, Jay, did you hear what they're going to bring out in to be out at our voting polls in Texas. I mean, they are really don't want us to get out there and vote because they want Abbott back in office. But I tell them I'm voting for Abbott. I'm not voting for him. Period. But I make them think on the polls, on the survey when they call me, when they email me, I tell them, yeah, I'm voting for Abbott. I'm voting Republican. So not. Yeah. Yeah, and that is... Very intentional. Like I said, we're talking about not just Trump people. We're talking about Republicans and conservatives and neo-Nazis and white supremacists. That's what we're talking about. They're all on the same team on this one. 
So even though as an individual you may say, oh, I'm not on their team, you're still doing their work because you're allowing that to happen. If you're going to vote for those fools to stay in office, you are a part of their team. So it should be an easy call. You know, as as people watch these things on the news and, you know, oh, yeah, something about Trump, oh, that's always going to be there, and they keep turning their head to it, they put, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and all those fools and, and the whole Supreme Court folks. They they broke the rules and added three Supreme Court justices, and everybody's like, okay, so we need to go back to normal. That is maddening. So, you know, we we can't just go along with the program. We have to do something different to, to, you know, just to have a different outcome, but we have to do something different. It's not up to them because they're going to do what they do, and it's always been the same. Like well, I said, it's a- like, it's like after the Civil War or after slavery, um, we had like three three or four HBUs start up immediately, right? Now, you would think for people who didn't know how to read and stuff, why do you have a college, right? you got to be some kind of stupid to not realize that people could read, right? You wouldn't have no college right after after, after slavery. Why would there be a college started that early in the 1800s? Like, why? It's because people could read. So our, our, the way we look at the world is kind of crazy that people make us believe not until this and this happened or whatever. We have to act differently to have a different outcome. So these election seasons or cycles, um, they're always sensationalized, and they're gonna all, the polling is always going to be close. People lie, and folks don't like to be polled. But we all know that, you know, White folks, generally white males, always um, hold it down. They'll tell you right exactly what they're going to do. So if you don't come out to vote, this is what our outcome is going to be. So they don't like the influx of people coming in, um, especially black people, because they can't control them or they can't influence them. They don't market to them at all. And um, Mm -hmm. they feel comfortable there. So, yeah. Mr. Elias, man, we haven't heard any comments from you during this segment. What say you? Well, man, my thought process is this, man. Um, with the election, people, I've been watching polls and and different things of what what they think it, it's about. And you, everybody keeps talking about the economy, the economy, the economy. And you know, man, hey, to me, people are price gouges, and this is what they do. This is this is the thing they're going to continue to do is price gouge because they're making record profits. If you look at the price of oil and with, with, with the with the amount of uh, or oil that uh, Biden is is releasing every day, there's no way that the, the the price of oil should be where it is. But it's going to continue to be there because you know these oil companies are price gouge, and this is what they do. Well, Same thing with a lot, and, and then and then the the, the uh, barges. Are being affected. The, the things are being affected by the barges. You know, if you if you really look at it, the um, when they're trying to ship stuff through through these different different uh, uh, riverways like grain and stuff like that, they can't get through because they have droughts. So I mean, it, it's a lot of things that are affecting the economy, but a lot of people don't care. They don't give a they, they care less that this is what's affecting the economy. All they care about is hey. The bottom line is the price, 
And then they don't see all the stuff that all the all the bills that Biden are getting passed and all the things that he's getting done. They don't care about that. You know, all they care about is the bottom line, which is my pocket. Well, I'm surprised. I'm shocked that we're this far in this segment and no one brought up the story that that clown told about some damn bulls. That story, he stood up at the podium and said about bulls. Herschel Walker told this story about bulls. Oh, about bulls, yeah. And so so Scott, Rick Scott, and uh, who's the other? uh, Ted Cruz, I think. Was it Ted? No, it was... uh, Sass that went no it wasn't Sass. What's the other guy that looks like Sass? Uh, big tall, uh, corny looking white dude. Anyway, they went down there. It's a Tom. What's his name? Tom. Uh, I can't think of it. Anyway, they were down there. So as Herschel was telling the story about looking over the fence and seeing three pregnant bulls, and 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 well, he made you know. The, I'm just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I I I uh, I weep for our country. You know, Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Now, the situation in Pennsylvania is a little different, right? Because when you look at what's happening in Pennsylvania, you know, this guy Federer, he, you know, I saw an interview on MSNBC where he has to read. Uh, you know, it's hard for him to understand when people are talking to him direct that they, he has to read it on a monitor. That's a legitimate concern, and that race is tightening up there. Now, his doctors are saying he's going to have a full recovery, but let's be honest, when you see that, you're like, wow, you know, what, what's going on with that? So you think about that, well, right? Think, of, think about the race in Arizona. Well, nothing, <laughs> yeah, but that ain't the point. Read. Neither did well, well, yeah. W. Beck. Well, that's yeah. true. Okay, I hear you. But look at what's going on in Arizona. What I don't understand is that the Arizona candidate for, for governor will not debate crazy uh, Carrie Lake. I'm like, why won't you debate her? And so it's like she refuses to. I mean, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Debate them. Debate her. Make her look ridiculous. Do what Stacey Abrams is doing. Do what Raffney wants. Do what these guys are doing. I'm just shocked by this. How do you not debate the guy, I mean the female? And this chick is showing up at her campaign events. It's almost like how Muhammad Ali was talking to uh, 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 Sonny Liston. She's sitting on the front row asking questions. She's being punked out by this chick. And I'm like, why won't you debate her? Oh, my God. So so the, the Democrats are not going to win that seat, I mean, win that, that governorship, because she won't debate the chick. You can't just keep going on MSNBC. you got to try to reach a, a broader audience. Debate her on the topics. Yeah, but- but she is, it's true that she is crazy as can be, right? Oh, so yeah. So that's, I mean, I understand it's a calculation, but you don't, okay, so let's just say your opponent is not well-liked and doesn't have the money to get commercials, like the media attention. You do yeah. not, like, debate them to make them popular. You have to watch your debates with people. So he may okay. be doing it because for for a very different reason, is that you do not know. want to highlight crazy. Well, you know she's I mean? a well, but see here's I mean, here's the difference though. She's she's a well known uh, news commentator, a former news anchor, so everyone knows her. So this other person that's running, that's I think she's a, the attorney general for the state. No one really knows who she is. I mean, debate her on the topics. People want to know. I mean, debates go a long way in some cases. You know, I mean, there are people out there who are definitely looking at the debates and saying, "Okay, you know, I'm going." I read some comments on that Val Deming, uh, Marco Rubio debate, 
And people that were, a lot of them were Rubio fans, but there were people in there that who claimed they were Republicans and saying, hey, you know what, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that she called him out that, you know, he's talking about all the things he's done, but his buddy ain't never in Congress to vote. I mean, so so you, you bring things up that could, you know, really help you in the long run. I just don't understand that concept, but I'm not in that world. If you're saying that it's a strategic, you know, whatever, then I guess I have to yield to, you know, uh, to the profession. Right, because think about it. You know, if you if you're debating Trump, for example, he's constantly changing the subject, right? He's not going to answer no questions. So what are you putting him up there for? To for him to do to have a show, right? He's he's a carny, and she's a carny, and so when you give them the spotlight, like it was like Herschel Walker when he brought that fake badge up there, and he was like, I haven't. She said, No, you're not supposed to bring any props, and you know that. And he's like, No, I have this because he said you're not supposed to bring any props. So if you're not gonna I mean, I know it's the moderator's job to do stuff like that who shut him down. And they were on their, and they were on their ass, his ass, that's for sure. He had to be. They shut him down. Because mm-hmm. Trump punked his when he was running against Hillary. They weren't really responding yeah. to Trump. Trump. Trump walking all behind her like he wanted to fight her. You know, it's like, man. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That right. was crazy. That's that what I'm saying. So you don't debate folks when, because what happens is that if you have a person who wants to debate you but they're debating you under you know some Republican um, country club you're not going to do it so it depends people negotiate rules of debate and she probably didn't want to follow any so once he said if you don't follow these rules then we're not debating so to you that looks like he was talking her where to just be her wanting to have the debate her way and yep. and not adhere to standard debate rules. It's not a debate right. anymore. You want to sit there and get speeches. All right. The man has spoken. All right, we'll step out, take a break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two is the uh, caller number. Dr. Emily Vincent, part of the clinical team at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. It's October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women, and it's the second leading cause of cancer deaths for women. The good news is there is great screening that can catch breast cancer early when treatment is most likely to be successful. Start with breast self-awareness. You know your body better than anyone. If you notice something unusual or different, talk to your doctor. And begin having mammograms when your doctor recommends them. Usually that's around age 40, but it can be different for everyone, depending on your health history and risk factors. Talk to your doctor or gynecologist about breast cancer screening and what you should do. It could save your life.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It's best, of course. I'm J. Riles. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much. I'm here with my family. Let me introduce them to you. Miss Vanessa May Bell is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Hey, my brothers, my brothers. How y'all doing? Good, good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, it's good morning, uh, Vanessa. Well, unless it's afternoon somewhere, right? Never know. We do have listeners overseas. Right. Afternoon and good and talk to the people <laughs> overseas. And the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, is in the house. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing good, too. Thank you very much. All right. All right. The man against the first thing word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And one. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, uh, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo. Good morning, good sister. Good morning, Real Delia. And good morning, Rich Sister. And good morning, Marianne Music. And um, the first song was Rain. Uh, man, why is that thing so doggone loud, man? Uh, it's nah. not loud. It's you. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, it was loud. It was loud as all out door. And the last song was Do You by Shirley Lee. A lie. Okay. Thank God. All right. It was loud. Okay, Mr. Elias, you're welcome. All right, I want to say what's up to some folks, uh, the pastor. See, now let me say this. Um, I've been having network issues all morning, so that's why my, you know, my mic has been going in and out. And so, you know, I'm not able to get out to do anything. My system is unstable, so if I try to go out and pull comments, I'll probably lose everything. So, unfortunately for me, no comments on my end. Hopefully, Mr. Elias will have a comment or two. If not, we'll just jump straight mm-hmm. into the final thoughts of the show. So, um uh, you know, something I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting. I was reading an article about uh, President Obama. Where is he? And so now it looks like the former president will get out on the campaign trail. But Vanessa, you know, people are still here. He is still the most popular Democrat in the country. Um, and point. When do we say, look, you know, enjoy your retirement, Mr. President. And you're not obligated to step up and, you know, and go visit candidates and do any of this stuff. But there are, in some cases, people want him to come versus the current president because, you know, Biden's numbers are still somewhat under underwater. But every to see Barack. So, you know, what, what should he do? I mean, it looks like he's picking it up now in the last few weeks of the last few weeks of the campaign but I mean what do you think you think he should just say you know what I'm done let me be Jimmy Carter let me be you know George W. Bush and just you know let the new kids play in the sandbox or should he you know or should he continue to be a presence on the campaign trail and still play a major role in politics I personally think that he should step in if it needs if it needs to happen in certain states to try to get the Democrats up. I mean, he has done his time, but there have been other presidents 
said after they got out of office went and tried to um, boost it for other people. I mean, even Clinton did it for Obama. So, I mean, just because you're out of office doesn't mean that you have to stop. Just because you're a police officer and you're off duty doesn't mean that you're no longer a police officer. So, I don't think that he can take all of his time doing it. But yes, I do believe that he needs to show his face because we don't want to lose the house. And so if it means him getting out there and talking to some people in some different states so that we can keep control, then so be it, President Obama. You and Michelle, please do. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, and some other presidents have done it. And he's living his best life. He's got a different life from being a president and writing books before he got it and more afterwards. And, so I think, uh, no, he needs to be out there a little bit. Not a whole lot, but yeah, he needs to be out there. I don't see anything wrong okay. with that at all. Not not sit back and say, oh, I'm out of office and enjoy my life. Because the, you still, you still are a, have been a leader of this country. And people still look up to you for certain things. And so if we need some help, then hey, he needs to be in Georgia. And he needs to be anywhere else that we need some help in the United States. And keep it rolling. Interesting. What, what about you, Jerome, and me? Well, that's a good. Well, that's good. So, what about you, Jerome? What do you think, man? You think that you know President Obama needs to have more of a presence? Should he just sit back and let other leaders uh, do their thing? Because one of the things, you know, because as he continued to be out there, I was reading this article about this young political operative who jumped into politics. Said President Obama was the most inspirational person that they had ever known, and he's the reason why they jumped into politics. But President Obama recently said on a podcast that, you know, we shouldn't, you know, the, the the Supreme Court should remain nine justices. And this person vehemently disagreed with President Obama. So once again, how effective should he should he be? I mean, how effective do you think he's going to be? And you know, should he continue to play a role in politics, being almost nine you years know, removed from office? Is it nine years? Well, I mean, but maybe he's not, not that nine old. years, six, seven he's years. Not that old either. So. I think that when you have power, like when you're in those positions, you can lobby for anything that you want to. I mean, there was Abe Lincoln who, didn't he join Congress after he was president? I think he ran for Congress and won. It's not unheard of I that. Know. I thought he got killed while he was in office. I'm sorry. No, I, I think it's when he lost, he ran for Congress. But there was a president who, after their presidency, came back and ran. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who it was. You're right. They went, he went back to the Senate, which I thought, yeah, I can't remember who it was either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I'm like, you, you have, um, that doesn't mean that you have no influence. It just means that you can't run for president again. You have congressmen and senators who've been there, gosh, you know, 10, 15 years. So you're telling me the yeah. president after eight just goes somewhere and what, sit down? And the problem is Democrats are so freaking flaky that even when he was in the office, it's like, no, we don't want to campaign, want him campaigning for us. And then it's like, hey, come on, campaign for us. And then it's like, no, just send Michelle. Then it's like, Democrats don't know what they want. It's a big time party, and everybody's always crazy when it comes to that dude. So whatever he wants to do, do it. Interesting. They do. All right, here. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that. All right, here. Let's do this. Online radio at its best. All right, we're into the final thought segment of the show, but Mr. Elias, I still want to get your comments. What do you think about the press? 
What do you think he should do? Yeah, I think I mean Arthur Marcus is in peril, man. Yeah, he should have his, he should have himself right on out there doing his thing. Yep. Anytime you got a threat to democracy like we got right now, yeah. Get on out there and do what you gotta do. Bottom line. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Okay. You think Michelle should run for office? Yeah. I do. To be honest, she's, yes. Well she's well she's not because she hates politics. I don't so want her to run for office. One out, Vanessa. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think, but the trick is she didn't want to be first lady either. So depending on what situation yeah. we're in, and like like Elliot said, all hands are on deck sometimes, and the democracy is having a uh, a problem, you know. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just step up because it's time for you to step up, not because you want to. Yeah, that's a good point. Vanessa, final thoughts, but I want you to answer the question before you give your final thoughts. Why you don't want uh, Michelle Obama to run for office, just out of curiosity? You know, Michelle took a lot of ridicule as the first lady. She was called the the, the, the mean black woman. She was called the monkey. She, I mean, Michelle did not want to be first lady. Michelle raised her two children in the White House without any scrutiny at all and I just do not want her to be out there in that field that capacity and have to show her children well you know I'm a senator I'm a congressman and you can't do this 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 and this want Michelle to live her best life and that's and I don't want her to be in politics I just don't yeah. Um, that's, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. She's, you're saying she's she's paid her price. She's paid, you know. She, she she's giving her, you know, service to the country. Just go ahead and, you know, she benefits all that. That's what I'm sure because we wouldn't know who Michelle Obama was if it was no President Obama. But I hear you. I mean, you know, pay pay it forward. All right. You know, I mean, I guess. All right. So let's give me your final thoughts. Four minutes out. Uh, my final thoughts are it's um it's election time, folks, and everybody to the sound of my voice you know stop and think about the abortion stop and think about uh who's paying the taxes for the country stop and think about all the stuff that trump did that biden has got to get in there and try to correct what trump did and it's going to take some time and we're going to need senate house and everybody else to help us get it done so please 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 get out and vote um, and don't just do one thing. Go online and you can look up the ballot for your area like we've done. And you can print it out and you kind of can do a dummy ballot here in the state of Texas and take it in there with you. It is legal. It is online. So you don't have to start looking up, well, who is this person? Who is this person? You know, just go in there and do all Democratic, do all Republican. Whatever it is, your party, just vote. That's all I can say about that. I heard that. Go vote. All right, sounds good. Three minutes to refresh your own. Mr. Mr. Jerome, may your final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just want to kind of um, tie in voting um, with a case that just happened on Friday where a black man was facing 40 years in prison for voter fraud. Um, I saw that. And it was, yeah, that felony was in, um, it was a felony indictment from the Texas Attorney General's office and yep. because he stood in line for hours to cast his ballot and the, that case was dismissed this week and 
I want to say that even though these states are trying to detour black people from voting, go vote anyway. Forget them. Let them fight. Let them kick and scream. But they're doing this, yep. and they should just keep suing these fools for bringing them unlawfully into a system. They should be able to sue yep. them. Good point. I mean, in yep. the case in, uh, in, in Florida, you had that out, and they actually showed that on camera. It was just a heart disheartening watching that. Good point, man. Yeah. You brought it up. All right, Mr. Elias, man. Final thoughts. Two minutes. Well, look, I'm, I'm gonna piggyback off what Jerome and Vanessa said. Get out and vote, folks. This is this has been my message for the longest. Vote. Get out and vote like you've never voted before. See, here's our problem. We, as Democrats, are trying to go after the people that we lost. These people, as Republicans, they're, not, they're voting for people who who have stormed the Capitol, you're voting for people who broke the law, you're voting for people who don't even have any any integrity. So what do we do to, to replace these people? You go after the people who don't vote. Stacey Abrams has laid out a blueprint for us, and it's a, it's, it's way more people that doesn't vote that, that, than, than the people that, that we've lost in the party. You go after these people, you show them what they're losing and how much they're going to lose. Because most people don't know that if they don't pass this voting rights bill and if somebody gets a bug up their butt, we as black people don't have the right to vote anymore. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, we're a minute out. Thank you so much, Mr. Elias. So I just want to, you know, with all these guys, as far as the we have and Trump really needs to do because of his weakness that he has. He's a great orator. He's out there. When I say 13 years, I'm been out of office for 13 years. It's only been about five. My final thoughts are going to be, listen, continue to support the show. We thank you guys each and every day, and we are blessed to have you guys as listeners. And, uh, and on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow show. Folks, it's been a pleasure serving you. We wish you peace. We hope that God's will smile, God's grace, mercy and grace smiles on you. Go out, be fruitful, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Serious Side. And if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the Serious Side. God bless. See you next week. Mm-hmm.